Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Bucks game is over. And now, it's time for the longest-running Pro Hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. The most important thing, we trust one another. What happened, we trust one another, and uh, that's why we came out with uh, the win. The head coach. Um, you know, we're just going to have to be more disciplined. He's going to have to be more disciplined. And the fans. We have some talented players, no doubt about that. But at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to compete at this level of the NBA with what we have going on. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops post-game show. Presented by Palermo Screamin' Sicilian Frozen Pizza. Now, here's Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Bucks come up on the losing end tonight, 115-111 to 111 to the Utah Jazz. Good evening. Sparky here, as you just heard, Jeff Orlovsky there, the chairman of another side of the glass. And uh, th- this team is has the best record in the National Basketball Association. They are the one seed in the East of the playoffs were to start today. They had a seven-game winning streak coming in. They had a 10-game road winning streak coming in. Why am I mad? Hmm. Why am I mad right now? Somebody tell me. It's been a long time since I've been mad on this postgame show. Long time. Even when they were losing to crappy teams earlier in the year, really wasn't getting all that mad about it. Because eh, you're going to lose to bad teams from now to again. Everybody's going to shoot bad at the same time, whatever. We're going to do the injury report first. Now we're going to change it up a little bit. Normally we do the box score. But we're going to do the injury report. And I'm going to give you another reason why I shouldn't be mad tonight because of this injury report. Who's banged up on the Bucks? Once I felt I could put weight on it, I was like, I had to get back out there. This is the McCormick Law Office Milwaukee Injury Report. McCormick Law Office, the back injury attorneys. All right, so the injury report for tonight. Matt Velasquez, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, put this out hours ago, and he'll join us uh, less than an hour from right now. Giannis was questionable with the right knee soreness he played. Malcolm Brogdon, doubtful right foot plantar fasciitis. Mm-hmm. George Hill, left groin strain. Sterling Brown, right wrist soreness. Dante DiVincenzo, right heel bursitis. All three of those guys remained out at that moment in time. Then you fast forward and Bud says that Giannis is going to play. Okay, fine. No big deal. As you move forward, and I keep going through the Matt Velasquez timeline, all of a sudden, here comes a tweet from Ted Davis. Bucks addition to the injury list tonight. Bucks PR reports that Bledsoe will not play tonight. Back soreness. 
So that means Bledsoe and Brogdon then both were ruled out for tonight's game. Which then meant that you were going to start a starting five that I don't think anybody ever thought was going to be a starting five for this Bucks team. They ended up having to start, pay attention, Miritich, Giannis, Ilyasova, Middleton, and Brooke Lopez. That's what they had to start at, starting five. That was their starting five. I was at Chili's, had ordered my food along with my girl and little Jackson, waiting for the food to come. They had on some UFC crap uh, on ESPN or something. So I had them turn that off, turn the Bucks game on once at 8 o'clock game so I could watch the game while we had some dinner. Got myself some delicious Cajun chicken pasta. It's my go-to at Chili's. And uh, when I saw that five come out on the floor, <laughs> I went, holy crap. Bledsoe and Brogdon are both out. Because I hadn't been on Twitter in a while. I was like, they're going to start these five? Dang, win this game. They're just going to give it up. And then I thought, well, if Bledsoe and Brogdon are out, and I knew Giannis had right knee soreness because I had seen that earlier, why in the world are you playing Giannis in this basketball game on a second game of a back-to-back for? Like, why is he playing? Your backcourt is hurt. You have three other guys that are already ruled out. Oh, by the way, they're backcourt guys. Why are you playing Giannis? Just chalk it up. Uh-uh. We'll lose. Fine. Knee soreness, he's out. Middleton, you get to go be the guy tonight. Take 40 shots. And that's that. Done. Nope. You wanted him to go full Sunday lineup. At that point. Yeah, you might as well. Second game of a back-to-back, go ahead. I wouldn't have played him against the Lakers and played him against Utah. That was my thought. They obviously didn't do that and beat a Lakers team that kept it close most of the night. That same Lakers team lost in Phoenix tonight to the Suns, 118-109. Not very good. Um, and that's uh, just unbelievable to me. But And the Suns are next up for the Bucs. So... That five gets off to a 12-0 lead, I believe. 12-2, somewhere in that area. Giannis gets the first six of the game. I'm going, man, oh, man. This team's going to be awfully hard to beat. If you can run these five guys out there, and they not only can compete against a playoff team, but control a playoff team early with these five guys. Now, again, they've got a pretty good coach in Quinn Snyder. They're going to make adjustments. They're going to figure out different ways of doing things because I don't think they anticipated what they had to face to start the game. And they did make adjustments. And they got out to a 13, 14-point lead there in the second quarter. Bucks close by halftime to make it closer. Then Bucks get out a 12-0 run there to start the fourth quarter. They get themselves up 17. And within a blink of an eye, it was single digits. And within a blink of an eye, it was a nip and tuck game for the last five minutes of the basketball game. I don't understand how Giannis hits his second three of the night to put them up by three. I think it was three. It was a three or five. I don't know. Second three of the night hits. They're up. 
and then Middleton is going to be the guy that's going to control the ball and take shots after that for the next two or three possessions in a row? Why? Like, I I, I don't understand. I, I really don't. He was 8 of 24. She had 30%. Why is he... For the love of God, I I don't understand. I I just, I do not understand. I don't get it. I don't understand why Ursan was on the floor at the end of that game. That wasn't making much sense to me either. But this game here, A, they had no business being in without, like, every guard on their team being healthy. Connaughton played a ton of minutes. God bless him. Couldn't Couldn't hit a shot to save his life early in the game. Ended up hitting two total before the night was over. Snell went down. I thought he separated his shoulder. By the way, the arm was extended when he hit the floor. How he was able to come back and play is beyond me, but he came back and gave it a go. DJ Wilson, with all due respect to Evan over there, he was brutal. He didn't make a shot. He was 0 for 6. I mean, their bench wasn't very good at all. Christian Wood came in, hit a 3, missed a, a shot close to the basket, and they never put him back in. Vanished. They never put him back in. I, I have no idea. I, I couldn't even begin to explain to you what the rationale is. Like, what did he do in those three minutes to not get to play ever again? The rest of the basketball game is simply beyond me. They had every chance to win that basketball game, and then we come down to the end of the game. And now Giannis has to start hitting free throws. And this is something I've been warning everybody about throughout the season of, you know, I complain about these free throws and him missing free throws, but I'm telling you, it's going to get him eventually and it may get him in the postseason with him being at the free throw line late and not being able to hit free throws. And here you are tonight and he's missing free throws again. I... I'm very fearful of that. You know, and if it costs them, you know, a game in the, a playoff series, game one, game two, game three, whatever, fine. But what you don't want to have happen is it'd be a game seven of a series. Loser goes home, and he's at the free throw line with a chance to tie or put him up, and he misses, and that's how the season ends. Good Lord, that would be awful. Absolutely awful. So I'm just wondering. I'm not happy. Not happy at all by by the way this whole thing played out at the end of this basketball game. Are you mad? Are you just thankful they kept it closed because of all the injuries? What are you feeling tonight about this Bucks game? Because I'm mad. They lost 115-111. Your thoughts? You can also tweet us at 105.7 FM. The fan, Jeff Wolowski, will be controlling that. Uh, Facebook as well. He'll put it up on Facebook. You guys can have two ways of going. So what are you feeling about this basketball game? Happy they kept it close? Mad that they lost late? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Let's uh, go inside the box score. How did tonight's game add up? Let's go inside the box score. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video, home entertainment and commercial audio video. Simply done right. ABCAudioVideo.com. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. 
115-111 Jazz over the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Let's uh, look inside the box score. Miritich tonight, 27 minutes, one of seven from the floor, one of six from three, three points, six boards, one assist, one steal, and one turnover. Giannis, 32 minutes, 15 of 26 from the floor, two of three from three, 11 of 19 from the free throw line, 43 points, 14 boards, eight assists, two steals, a block, and four turnovers. Ursan Ilyasova, 20 minutes, two of eight from the floor, one of three from three, five points, three boards, one steal for Ursan. Chris Middleton, 36 minutes, eight of 24 from the floor, four of eight from three, nine of nine from the line, 29 points, nine boards, six assists, a steal, five turnovers for Middleton. Brooke Lopez, 30 minutes, six of eight from the floor, four of four from three, 16 points, eight boards, a steal, seven block shots, six of those in the first quarter, and one turnover. Christian Wood, seven minutes, uh, one of two, one of one from three-point range, one rebound uh, in just seven minutes of play. DJ Wilson, 16 minutes, zero of six from the floor, zero of four from three, four rebounds, two turnovers for him. Uh, Isaiah Cannon, uh, 10 minutes, zero of three from the floor, zero of two from three-point range. One board, one assist, one turnover. Tony Snell, 27 minutes, two of five from the floor, two of four from three-point range. He had one board, one assist uh, for Snell and escaped a pretty serious shoulder injury, it looked like. Uh, He had six points. Uh, Connaughton, 36 minutes, two of seven from the floor, missed all four three-pointers, had a couple of free throws, six boards, three assists, couple of blocks, a turnover, and six points. Bucks shoot only 38.5%. The Jazz, 45.8%. 15 of 39 from three for Milwaukee. The Utah Jazz, 12 of 29. Free throws shooting. The Jazz were putrid at 15 of 26 for 57.7%. The Bucks, 22 of 30, good for 73.3%. They missed eight free throws uh, tonight. All all the missed free throws came from Giannis. Uh, Rebounds tonight, 53 for Utah, 53 for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Block shots tonight, seven for uh, the Utah Jazz, 10 for the Bucks. Turnovers, 15 for Milwaukee, 13 for the Jazz. Jazz beat the Bucks 115 to 111 tonight. Uh, and the Bucks, again, stop a winning streak in general at seven, stop a road winning streak in general at 10, one shy of the franchise record. All right, we'll take a quick timeout, come back. How are you feeling about tonight's game? Are you mad like me? Uh, or do you have some other feelings going around after uh, this loss tonight to the Jazz? 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1057FM, The Fan. Marcus, it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show, presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. All right, so the Bucks uh, come up losers to the Utah Jazz, one fifteen to one eleven tonight. Giannis leads the way with forty three points, fourteen boards, eight assists, a couple of steals, and a block shot, but. We're talking about defensive play of the game. There is only one man you go to for defensive play of the game tonight, and that is Mr. Lopez. Six and a half minutes, a little less now, remaining in the first quarter. Uh-oh, uh-oh, stopped uh-oh. again. Number six. Six block shots for Lopez. I love this lineup. 
You love the supersize. Well, they've, they've kind of been brought. You love the supersizes, right? Six block shots in the first quarter. When he blocked Gobert on that one, the entire bench got up screaming and yelling when he blocked that shot. It was awesome. Uh, there is your defensive play of the game. Uh, but again, not not enough. Uh, Lopez ends up with seven blocks, 16 points, four of four from three for Splash Mountain tonight in a loss, 115 to 111. All right, let's go to the phones. We go 414 799 1250. 414 799 1250. Tweet us at 1057 FM, the fam. What you got, Jeff Orlowski? Let's go out to Tim in Waterford. Tim, cheer up Sparky, please. Yeah, I just think that Ilya Silva really messed up the chemistry of what was going on out there tonight, taking shots he, he should have passed, you know, and it just seemed like he he allowed them to go on that run by throwing up garbage at key times in the game. He only took eight shots, you know. Blown that 17-point lead. Yeah, and Middleton taking garbage shots at the end as well. Don't forget about yeah. that because Middleton had no – well, in my opinion, at least. I know there are Middleton fans. But for my for my money, after Giannis hits that second three, it should have been the Giannis show the rest of the way out. And instead, it be, tried to become the Middleton show. Unfortunately, it didn't do much of anything at that point. Yeah, I know Middleton was – you know, I don't know if he was – what he was trying to do, but uh, – He's he, trying to be he, the guy. Yeah, he, he, he took the control away from the, the – player that could have made the difference yeah I'm just I'm not a fan of that and I, I get down with what you're saying about Ursan too Ursan definitely did not help him tonight he's been playing well as of late but tonight was not one of those nights I'm not quite sure why he was out there uh, late in that game either other than that was the lineup they started with they played well with that lineup to start the game uh, and they went back to it to finish the game obviously that was Boonholzer's call and it it backfired to a certain degree. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's go to some tweets here. Uh, tweeting at 105.7 FM, the fan. I have a seven. Uh, this is from Josh. I have a seven-month-old with a cough, so I missed most of it. I wasn't mad until you said they were up 17 in the four and that Mids was driving the car late. It's too winnable. If you're going to play Giannis in a back-to-back with half the team out, you damn well better win. See, and that is kind of where I'm at on this thing, dude. Like, you sit your whole backcourt, then get him out. There's no reason to play him at that point. Like I just, I don't, I don't understand. It's the second game of a back-to-back. If you're saying the right knee is an issue and is sore and he's having issues with it, then rest him. You don't need to play him in this game. Now, what I am anxious to see is is he going to play in Phoenix? That's what I want to see. So because that game is totally meaningless as well. But now you're going to get a day off before you have to to worry about that game against the Suns. Um, do you think Coach Bud would have been worried about getting the side eye from the NBA for resting all his guys in one night if he did sit Giannis tonight? Yeah, but it wasn't for rest. He had legitimate, he had legitimate reasons, uh, according to at least what I saw. Whether it's a back issue with Bledsoe, who you know was the show last night for the Milwaukee Bucks in that game against the Lakers, uh, the deal with Brogdon. That was seemed legitimate to me, so I I don't know. I guess the NBA could, might have had a problem with it if they thought the Bucks were lying about the injury report. But it all seemed real to me. It wasn't a load management issue, meaning yeah, we're setting up for rest. We're just gonna call it load management. If that would have been the case, then that would have been something different. But I, I just I, I'm frustrated by the way this whole thing played out. Uh, let's see here. 
I got a bunch of tweets. Jeff tweets at the fan. Nope, not mad at all. They're in the middle of a long road trip, and they got one of the better teams in the West. And the second I have a back-to-back without Bledsoe and Brogdon, and they only lost by four, they're fine. All I can say to this is maybe some people on Twitter didn't watch the game and just saw the final score and weren't invested in the game. Because I just don't know how, if you were invested in this game, how you are not frustrated to a certain large degree by how the way this whole thing played out. They were up 17 in the fourth, for God's sakes. In the fourth. Not 17 in the first, not 17 in the second or the third. In the fourth. It was right there. It was right there. Uh, Dan tweets at the fan up by 17 in the fourth quarter. Two bummer. Uh, it shouldn't have happened, but it does, and it will. On to the next game, go Bucks. Yep, on to the next game, uh, and the uh, Phoenix Suns. Ian tweets at the fan, frustrated. Mm-hmm. Share that uh, frustration. Uh, Tyler tweets at the fan, more like they blew a very good opportunity. Up 17 in the fourth. Come on, guys. Still best record in the league by two games, though. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no doubt. Uh, Dr. J Tweets at the fan, Christian Wood and DJ need all of Ursan's minutes. Let them play and develop. He's only wash up and brings zero defense. It's never going to happen. It's just never, ever, 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 ever going to happen. And I'm sure that Evan over there, chairman of the DJ Wilson fan club, would love to see more DJ Wilson. I've been trying to tell you all this. He's going to play in the playoffs. Write this down. If George Hill is healthy, George Hill's going to be the backup guard that's going to rotate between Bledsoe and Brogdon at the guard position. You're going to have Ursan Ilyasova off the bench, Miritich off the bench, and then possibly Paul Gasol, depending on what he looks like at his elderly age, depending on what happens there, at the backup Lopez. So Giannis doesn't have to play the five or whatever. So maybe Paul. That's what we're talking about here. That's it. There is nobody else. I don't think you're going to see Connaughton. I don't think you're going to see Snell all that much. Maybe in spot duty for Snell. But that's it. That's it. There will be no Christian Wood, no DJ Wilson. Cannon won't even be here, I don't think. Uh, So that's it. That's going to be your nine guys. Gasol's going to come in and get minutes if he can physically play. And away we go. And I'm assuming they think he can physically play. Otherwise, they wouldn't have signed him. Other than for... As Wojo pointed out from ESPN, and as I pointed out when it happened on Friday, yesterday, the championship pedigree that he brings to me is invaluable. It's absolutely invaluable. This guy has not only won, but he's been a finals MVP. He's gotten to the mountaintop. He was at the bottom, and Kobe Bryant beat the crap out of him to get him up to where he had to be at consistently to get him to that level. So when you get into these battles in seven-game series, Paul Gasol's going to have some knowledge outside of the coaching staff to give people. It just is. And that is what you're going to have to rely upon uh, in those games and in those practices, in those nights when you go out after a loss and after a game three loss and Gasol is out with Giannis and whoever else and is imparting some wisdom of previous playoff series or whatever. He can do all of that, regardless of what he does on the floor. Just can't say enough how big of a signing I think that is. Uh, Okay, let's do X Factor of the game. Giannis 
Stretch it down and jams. There's always something unexpected that changes the game. It's going to be crazy, man. Here's tonight's X Factor of the Game. Brought to you by Brian Stratton College Athletics. Offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. All right, so the Bucs uh, take care of the Jazz tonight. Actually, they did, and they lost 115-111, to 111, blowing a 17-point lead there uh, in the fourth quarter. Giannis missing free throws uh, in the last minute of the game definitely did not help things. Middleton decided to try that he wanted to be the show at the end, even though he hadn't shot the ball well all night. Uh, that didn't help things either. Uh, 43 for Giannis, 14 boards, 8 assists, 2 steals, a block. 11 of 19 from the free throw line was 2 of 3. From three, though, as he continues to shoot the three ball uh, really well here in the last couple of months. Uh, X factor of the game for me tonight. You can look at a couple of different things in this one, really. I think number one thing you can look at is how bad the bench was for the Bucks uh, of the game tonight. And look at the fact that you had no guards and had all kinds of problems with Donovan Mitchell getting 46. Injuries played a big favor or uh, big factor in this as well. Where would you say the X factor would be, Jeff Orlovsky, if you had to pick one? Well, both of those are great. I think the uh, there's just a sheer amount of sloppy turnovers. There were moments in there, a few moments in that game yeah. where the Bucks just could not hold on to the ball at all. Mm-hmm. It was embarrassing. Yep, embarrassing. Yep. Yeah, you're right about that too. Jazz over the Bucks tonight, one fifteen to one eleven. Get to a sports flash. Come back. Get to more of your calls. How are you feeling after this loss tonight? For the first time in a long time, I'm mad about how this one finished and how everything played out in it. So many different things. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 105.7 FM, The Fan. We know you can do that. You're listening to the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. What play had you screaming? Brought to you by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Premium Frozen Products and Craft Pizzas. One fifteen, one eleven. Jazz over the Bucks tonight. Uh, as we look at our Screaming Sicilian uh, sh- play of the game, Jeff Orlovsky, highlight courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. What did you pick? Oh, a little monster dunk by Giannis. It got me screaming. Oh, just that rear contest, just enough to throw four ball. Giannis, Giannis, Gobert was coming, Giannis fearlessly attacks the rim. <laughs> He's, Gobert thought about it, but he had a flashback to that game in Milwaukee. Yeah, he just threw it down on Rudy Gobert on the other side. Then Rudy Gobert tried to throw it back down the other way and uh, didn't work as well. Giannis with the foul, his third of the game, I believe, on that Gobert attempted dunk on the other end after Giannis threw it down on him. Uh, there. Highlight courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. Asking how you felt about this game. Uh, tonight, a loss to the Utah Jazz. Obviously not a huge deal as this team continues to be the best team in the National Basketball Association. Stopping a seven-game winning streak. A ten-game road winning streak all ends tonight. But just different things in this game irritated me uh, tonight. What about you? 414-799-1250. Tweet us. 105.7 FM. The Fancy Sparky Pfeiffer. Jeff Orlovsky. Uh, and, of course, the chairman of the D.J. Wilson fan club, Evan, other side of the glass. Where to, Jeff? Uh, let's go out to Stalis and say hello to Ryan. What's up, Ryan? Gentlemen, tonight proved to me that the Bucks are going to the NBA Finals. All right. How so? How so? Because last night you play in L.A. 
what happens the next night when you play in Utah? You get smashed. Instead, the Bucks are in that game all night long. They lose by one field goal. Giannis has arguably his best night of the season. They lost by four. So you're telling me that a team that picks up a big road victory on a road trip in L.A., goes back, loses in Utah in the game that they're in, I, I don't know. I, I think that I saw a lot of positives tonight. Sure. So you weren't frustrated. You were okay with the loss. Yeah, I saw a lot of good in tonight's loss. Because okay, what were the good? On, on the back-to-back, you go into Utah, you get smashed by 20, no matter who you are. Oh, okay, well then I'll go back. I'll look through the 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 box, uh, the uh, the schedule, and we'll see how many times Utah has won by twenty when they're the second game of a back to back. You very well may be right. I didn't look at the schedule to see if that's true or not. You very well could be right. I mean, you have. Yeah, I mean, Donovan Mitchell goes off for forty plus tonight. Yeah, career high. You have a team on the road. Career high forty six. And they're still in that game with a banged up squad. And I mean, let's say Middleton maybe comes out and plays halfway better tonight. You uh-huh. win that game. Yeah. And that's on a back-to-back. So, or if so Giannis actually saying. takes those shots at the end of the game instead of Milton, or if Giannis actually makes free throws at the end of the game instead of missing them, or uh, if the backcourt actually would have played tonight, they definitely would have won this game right. for sure. You guys also understand, like, this is a must-win game for Utah tonight in the Western Conference, whereas the Bucks have already locked up a playoff spot. So this is like, it's almost like a March Madness-type environment for the Jazz, where they have to win tonight. I, I don't – okay, thanks for the call. I, and I understand what you're saying. Um, I don't want to speak out of turn here. But if you're in that atmosphere with that crowd tonight and you're going to tell me, well, they wanted it more. It was a must win for them. It was a must win for the Bucks, Maybe. But when you're on that floor with that road crowd going and doing what they're doing and you're in the thick of it, that feels like a playoff game, folks. I don't care who you are on that Bucks team. When you're out there and the juices are flowing and you're up 17 and feeling good and then it's slip-slipping away and then it's nip and tuck for the last five minutes and Giannis, I guarantee you, was feeling some pressure at the line. Yeah, that felt like a big game, I guarantee you, to the Bucks. It wasn't in the big picture. But at that moment in time, they wanted to win that basketball game and keep going. And if you heard the broadcast, they were, Boonholzer was telling them that the Bucks franchise hadn't won there in forever and a day. So they wanted to win this game. Then again, big picture, did it mean as much to them as the Jazz as far as playoffs and all that? No, it didn't. It didn't. And like I said, to begin the show, if you were going to sit your backcourt, you should have sat Giannis too. But if you're going to play Giannis, then let's do the right thing at the end of the game. This is the, to me, this is the first time in a long time where I just really had issue with some of the stuff that was going on. Ursan should had no business, I don't think, based on how he's been playing tonight, that is, really being in there at the end. I just, I didn't, but but then you say, okay, so Ursan's not in there. So who are you going to bring off the bench and play? DJ Wilson wasn't any good. Who are you going to bring him in for, for him? You weren't going to do that. Were you going to have uh, Kanan or Snell or Connaughton there instead? I guess you could argue Connaughton. Maybe. Neither one of those two guys do anything for anybody. At least not for me. All right, where we go? Where to next? Uh, let's go out to Hartford. Ian. Ian, what's happening? Uh, before I get to my point, this this wasn't a 
big game for Utah. I mean, sure, every game's a big game, I guess. But Well, when you're in the West, yeah. No, well, they're two games out of the fourth seed now. Uh, what do they say? They got two out of their next 18 games are against teams with worse records than them. They don't play anybody the rest of the way. Yeah, right, so I don't, I don't, right now they are. Just hold on one sec. Just to update everybody where they are. They are technically two games out of the three spot. Uh, if you look at it as of right now, according to ESPN, Oklahoma City is five and a half back of the Warriors. Portland's five and a half back of the Warriors. Rockets are six and a half back. Then the Jazz at seven and a half back. Well, they're going to get a top four because if you look at who they play, they don't play anybody the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't, I don't understand that all this Ilya Silva hate lately. I just, I mean, the guy was. I thought he's played really well the last couple of games. He didn't play well tonight, though. Well, he didn't shoot it well. Yep. And, and he has a hard time defending guys when he has to, like, cover ground and actually really move. Yep. That's a problem for him. But, like you were just saying, he kind of stole this from me. But who are you going to put in? I mean, Miritich was terrible, 1-7. of seven. Mm-hmm. DJ Wilson couldn't throw it into an ocean. Nope. He hasn't been a while. Connaughton was 2-7. of seven. He's terrible. I mean, I, I just don't understand. You have a guy who, as smart as him, he's not going out of the lineup. So this this fan base with this hate on him is going to have to stop. Right. Because, well, it, it won't stop, but he's not going anywhere. Nope. He's going to be he's in the too, rotation he, through the playoffs. He's too smart and in my opinion, he's too good not to have out there. Yeah, but this just shows you when I'm with you. If you're not going to play Giannis, or you're going to not play Bledsoe and Brogdon in a game like this, then you sit Giannis and you play everybody Monday and make sure you win. Yeah, and there's just no way. If Bledsoe plays tonight, you win this game. Well, Bledsoe, a, Bledsoe, and again. I, th- this is again. I, I'm not going to sit here and question injuries one way or the other. I'm just not going to do it. But. If you think Bledsoe's missing the game in Phoenix, I think everybody's got another thing coming. Well, He's no, going to play in Phoenix. This was rest for him. Come on. Right. But my point is Mitchell doesn't score 40 if Bledsoe's on the court because Bledsoe's stopping Correct. him. Correct. You mean, had no decent guard him, to stop him. He's slowing him down. Yep. He's slowing him down. Right. Yeah, so, I agree. I, and the other one other thing that's got to stop, too. <laughs> I had, Lazary did it, and I had a friend that did it, and as soon as he did it, I said, Stop it. He says, this game, quit doing this stuff. I know they yes. don't have higher powers. It's just bad juju. I, hey, I, I, I'm with you. Yep. Just stop doing that stuff, people. I mean, let's win the game. Yep. I, I do it from but, time to time, too, but you're right about that. Yep. But, but these are important because we're only two games up now on Toronto. I just can't take not wanting to win these games. Like some of these people are like, oh, it's no big deal. Well, we're four ahead of Golden State. We can't blow that because that's our only way of beating them is if we have home court. If we do, we win the championship. I just I just think that if Gasol can do anything physically on the floor and be anywhere even remotely serviceable for this team, they are going to be very, very difficult to beat, including by Golden State. I think they're going to be very, very tough. Do you think anybody in the East can really beat them four times if they have home court? No. Uh, I, yeah, I just don't see it. I, mean, I, I don't been, either, but, you We've know. been waiting for this. this but we are the buck. But we are the Bucks, Ian, so. Come on. You never know what could happen to screw this whole thing up, let's be honest. I mean, we just, you just never know. And I could just, I can, I could see Ian calling in crying uh, on the phone going, what happened? And so let's just hope that doesn't happen. It, just let's hope not. 
Otherwise, we're going to have to go back to you calling Charlie Bell again. All right, buddy. <laughs> Take care. There is Ian in Hartford. 115-111, Utah Jazz over the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's eye up the enemy. Behold our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coach's on Lake Danoon. Ryan Horvath just texted me and said uh, they're the sixth seed. Um, didn't I? Didn't I read that? How, how did I read it? Maybe I read it wrong. Here, I'll read it again. Uh, so Golden State and then Oklahoma City's the three seed, five and a half back. Portland is the five and a half back at the four. Rockets are six and a half back. Then the Jazz are seven and a half back. Maybe I didn't see what. Maybe I didn't say what seed they were. I just said seven and a half back. They're the sixth seed. Then the Spurs and the Clippers. Are tied for the seventh and eighth seed. Spurs seventh, Clippers uh, eighth, and then he texted me and said, "You're not really mad." No, I'm really mad. You come in here and ask Orlovsky how I was acting towards the end of the game. He'll tell you how mad I was. I was fe- I was fearful for my life, Horvat. Dude, it's just absolutely stupid how this whole thing ended. But regardless, uh, okay, I up uh, the enemy here uh, tonight. Uh, Mitchell forty six points, fifteen of thirty two from the field, five of ten from three, eleven of fourteen from the line. Six assists, three boards, couple of steals, a block shot, three turnovers for Mitchell. 23 points on 10 of 12 shooting for Derek Favors. 18 boards, a steal, three block shots, a couple of turnovers for him. Rudy Gobert, I got to say, didn't everybody think he'd do more than what he did tonight? I mean, he, he really won a big factor at all, and he absolutely sucked at the line tonight. Just was horrible. One of eight, five points, nine boards. Ugh, wasn't very good at all. Not at all. And their bench was brutal too, just like the Bucks. Jay Crowder only had four points in 32 minutes. I mean, Jay Crowder or Marquette, he's long gone. Uh, Kyle Corver, two of seven in 35 minutes, only five points, seven boards. Man. Mm. All right, 115-111, Jazz over the Milwaukee Bucks. Do we have uh, Coach Boonholzer yet? Yes, we do. All right, let's uh, hear from uh, – uh, Coach Boonholzer and see what uh, Coach Boonholzer had to say. Matt Velasquez already texted me and said he's ready to go whenever we are in Utah. So before we get to that, let's hear from uh, Coach Boonholzer after the Bucks lost to the Jazz. Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit SchneiderJobs.com. Or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 105.7 FM, The Fan. All right, 115-111, Jazz over the Bucks tonight. Uh, Coach Budenholzer spoke after the game on Fox Sports Wisconsin. Went on the road in a tough environment, but credit to Utah for a big fourth quarter. Donovan Mitchell had a huge game. Um, so, But I'm very, very proud of the way our guys competed. Um... You know, from the beginning of the game to the end of the game, some adversity. Um, so if we if we compete like that, um, we're going to be uh, we're going to be in good shape. It's often referred to as playoff type basketball with 20 games left. I, I guess this shows what your team's capable of in Utah as well. It was like a playoff. Yeah, no, there were times in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, it's just guys making big plays and big shots, and you know, the crowd on the road. Um, you know, I think the thing we got better tonight. You know, we played some unusual and unique lineups that, you know, feels like we can use them going forward in the future. And, 
um, you know, we get our guys back, and um, you know, I think we're going to be in good shape. Speaking of unique lineups, you went super sized there to start the first and second half. What went into that decision, and what did you think of it? Um, I guess second question first. I thought it was really good. I thought it was um, both the first, you know, the first quarter, or first half, off to a great start. Second half, we come out and race a seven-point deficit immediately. So you know, it's just you kind of wish you could play it for 48 minutes, but. Uh, you know, I thought Giannis is just so unique as a ball handler and Chris as a ball handler and all the size and shooting. And so, you know, hopefully it's something we can, um, you know, have kind of in our pocket going forward. Just Giannis over 40 points after what he did last night in L.A. What does that say about just the strength of his play? Yeah, no, I mean, he had a great game. Um, you know, his the way he was driving and finishing in the paint, playing with force and um, you know, they really tried to, you know, I think muck the paint up and, you know, he just took up the space and finished in a dominant way. And, you know, it was great to see him hit a three there in the, uh, in the, in the fourth quarter. And so I love the way he played tonight. You seem to have Rudy uh, kind of off his game tonight, which is unusual. But nonetheless, Favors came in and gave a good game for Utah. Yeah, no, Favors really picked up. Um, you know, it's... Uh, and that's what it takes. They've got a good team. You've got to use your depth. You've got to be versatile. And, you know, Quinn's a great coach, does a great job. And, you know, kind of went with favors over Gobert tonight. And, um, you know, that's how it is in our league. All right. So there is uh, Coach Budenholzer after the game on Fox Sports Wisconsin. What happened to Horvath? He hung up? Yeah, we just lost him about five seconds ago. Well, he hasn't stopped texting me. So uh, the text monster continues. Bucks are going to the finals. Embrace it. Who said they weren't? I just got done. Is he not listening to the radio station? I just got done agreeing with Ian that it's going to be tough to beat them in the Eastern Conference, right? Yeah, you sure did. But I then said that, well, it is the Bucs. Anything could happen. So maybe he doesn't like that realistic approach to being a Bucs fan my whole life of how this is may or may not going uh, before this is all said and done. But they have a very deep team, and they have every chance to be in the NBA Finals, as do a couple other teams in the East. And with the Gasola edition, like I said before, if he can do anything physically, they're in a real good position to make a run in the East and get to the NBA Finals and see what happens against Golden State uh, at the end of the day. No doubt. But I just, I don't understand being a fan, watching this game and being like, yeah, that's cool, they lost, all right, I'm going to bed. This wasn't a game where they shot, you know, collectively horribly and were out of it from the jump. And everybody was brutal. They didn't shoot the ball well in general. No, I agree. But they had every chance to win this game. You're up 17 in the fourth. Now, I know you didn't have a lot of players. I get it. But you got up 17 without those players. Yeah, you did. And then in the last five minutes, you look to your two best players, your two all-stars, to try and finish this thing off. One of your all-stars missed free throws, and the other one missed back-to-back shots late in the game. All right, we'll take a quick time out. We'll talk to Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel coming up next. Bucks lose 115-111. to 111. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Let's get tonight's wrench-and-go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench-and-go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest-priced auto parts around. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 105.7 FM, The Fan. 115-111, Jazz over the Bucks. Steve Sparky, Fiverr with you. Jeff Orlovsky, chairman of the DJ Wilson fan club. That's got to be a dying fan club at this point. Uh, Evan is over there. Still the smile, though. You hear it here, boy. He loves him some DJ Wilson. They're yes, stacking chairs in that fan club room now. 
they've already put him away. Uh, uh, okay, so the Bucks lose to the Jazz tonight. Uh, let's go to drive of the game, courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. Utah has just struggled against this five. And Giannis has just taken over. He has taken over the restricted area. He's got papers and ownership on that area tonight, Jim, against this tough interior Utah Jazz defense. That's the remarkable thing. That was an and-one play there uh, by Giannis on a drive, uh, but it was not enough. Giannis did end up with 43 points, 14 boards, 8 assists, a couple steals, and a block. With more on the game, he is Matt Velasquez. This guy's on the inside. After every game, listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. This is Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All right, Bucks come up uh, on the losing end tonight against the Utah Jazz. Joining us now is the aforementioned Matt Velasquez on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. What's up, Matt? How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Uh, frustrated, mad a little bit over this game. Um, I, it's a couple of things I don't get, I guess. Uh, so you decide you're not going to play your backcourt because of various issues with Bledsoe and Brogdon. Okay, fine. But then why would you run Giannis out there on the second game of a back-to-back with a sword knee? I guess if I know my backcourt's not playing, if it's me... Like I always say, you just run the Brewers Sunday lineup out there and, and just take it as it is. Fine, we're going to lose this one. We'll get ready for Phoenix. I mean, good luck telling Giannis that. Uh, he, I, he, in talking to him after the game, he said he's fine. Um, you know, he, he said he'll play as few minutes as Coach wants, as many minutes as he wants. You know, he's, he's feeling good. You know, obviously, he looked pretty good out there uh, today. Uh, Mike Budenholzer obviously was in uh, a lot of conversations with Giannis uh, prior to the game to determine – uh, you know his health and his ab- ability to go, and he was fully cleared by the medical team. Uh, he wanted to play, and you know so that that's where the situation is. And you know he he put on a, quite the impressive performance. Uh, you know on on the back to back, you know with the off day tomorrow. Okay, so that was my first issue. I didn't understand why they played him. My second issue is late in that game, Giannis hits his second of uh, three threes in that game. Two or three possessions. I don't I don't get that. Now I understand he's the all-star and Giannis is the superstar and all of that, but to me Giannis was just an absolute uh, a bull in the fourth quarter of that basketball game. How you take the ball out of his hands for that long is baffling to me. Yeah, there were a couple plays there. I mean, Milton was playing pretty well in the first half and the second half his shots weren't falling as much. Um he had a couple possessions where, you know, he gets looks that he likes or that are generally good. Uh, that don't go layups that that just bounce off the rim, mid range shots that roll out, things like that. Um, I, I can see what you're saying there. You know, with with the way things are going late, I think you you need to get the ball in Giannis's hands more than they did. Um, you know, obviously it looks better if, if Middleton makes some of those shots, but um, I think you'd rather you know at least have the ball in Giannis's hands to kick out to Middleton for an in rhythm shot uh, traded off of off of Giannis's action. Um, so I can definitely see how you uh, how you approach it that way. Um, you know, just kind of one of those games where at the end of the game, not just the the, the plays don't uh, don't work out, don't go the way that they needed to for the Bucks. I got one more issue, and I've been worried about this all year, and I've been harping on it on the post game show. Giannis and free throws at the end of a game. I swear to you, I am scared to death for the playoffs. I hope this doesn't cost them a playoff game at some point with him having to be at the free throw line late in a game with a game on the line. 
Yeah, I mean, he's, he had been better for a pretty significant stretch. Um, you know, there was that game he went 17 of 17. Yep. Uh, that, that, that game was pretty close. Um, you know, at least for a while, I think it ended up being a double-digit win because that's kind of what the Bucks do, even if it's close. Um, you know, but then, you know, like tonight he was, I believe, 11 of 19, including missing that last one intentionally. Um, just not a great night for him at the free throw line. You know, we've definitely seen better. Uh, we've seen improvement over the course of this season. Um, so, you know, I think the last time he had a poor free throw performance, he came out and had that 17 uh, for 17 game. I, I remember him really picking things up after after a game that, you know, he, he definitely uh, wasn't where he, he usually is. So, um, you know, I think that the way that he operates, I think that, that'll be something that motivates him uh, going forward. One, one, one last thing for you. Do you have any idea how much they're counting on Paul Gasol physically to be out there as far as in this rotation? You know, I, I haven't got a, a good idea of that yet. I don't think that it'll necessarily be huge minutes. Uh, I think he will contribute. I think he will play. I think he will have opportunities, especially as they go down the, the stretch of the season, try and you know get mixed in with different lineups and try and see how he fits and, and build some chemistry with some guys. Um, but obviously, you know, they got Miritich to play him. They got Ursan to play him. Like Giannis is going to play, especially in the playoffs. I mean, he's going to play upwards of 35, 40 minutes a game. Uh, Brooke Lopez is going to play significant minutes too. Um, so I think it might be match dependent and, and depending on, you know, what Powell can actually bring. Um, you know, he, he's been mostly on the shelf this season in, in San Antonio. So kind of fired him up and seeing what he's got in, uh, in the tank uh, might dictate some of that. I, I just, if he can give them anything, it is just a huge signing. Because from a from a chemistry standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, of being to the mountaintop, being a Finals MVP, all the knowledge he can bring to this locker room, I just think it is just a huge, huge get for this Bucks team. Oh yeah, when you can take that last roster spot and convert it into someone of Pau Gasol's character and and quality on the court and just the locker room presence, I mean. I think that whatever role he's going to have, it's probably been laid out to him, at least so that he can understand and make that decision to want to come to Milwaukee, uh, what the situation will be. And obviously he he's coming, or that that's the plan, that he will be coming. Uh, and so, you know, obviously there, there's going to be some buy-in, and he, he's not the kind of person who's going to, you know, make problems. Right. He, he's definitely someone who is going to support whatever's happening yep. and help everyone else get through you know, whatever trials and tribulations the playoffs bring. Yep, I, I totally agree with you. He is Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. As always, thanks for coming on, my friend. We'll talk to you. Uh, when do they play next? Monday night against the Suns. We'll talk to you Monday. All right, talk to you Monday. There he is. Uh, Bucks loose to the Jazz tonight, and uh, he joined us on the great Midwest Bank Hotline. Looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019? Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply local common-sense lending to your community since 1935. Time to look forward to the next one. What about the next game? What do you expect from this team now? Time for some forward thinking. Sponsored by Forward Financial Partners. Moving forward together. Find your way at ffpwi.com. Next up, the Suns on Monday night in Phoenix. They got their 13th win of the year this year, eighth win at home this year, tonight against the LeBron-led Lakers. <laughs> that team is done. Like, they are they are done. Done, done, done. Lakers now 30-33. and 
Uh, LeBron had 27 and 16 assists and nine boards uh, in that loss. Uh, 25 for Ingram. He played well again tonight. 21 for JaVale McGee. Didn't miss a shot. 10 of 10 from the field tonight. And they still lost 118 to 109. 25 for Booker on 8 of 18 shooting. Missed all five of his threes uh, tonight. Uh, Aiden uh, is just a beast. Uh, probably going to be, well, I don't know if he'll be rookie of the year, but he'll be up there. Luca's probably going to win rookie of the year. But 26 points, 10 boards for him. Should be interesting to see how they deal with him. Kelly Oubre, the former wizard. He had 14 points tonight. Off the bench, they got 16 from Jackson, 12 from Bridges. That Phoenix Suns team, man, they got some talent too. Like the Bulls, there's some young talent there uh, that might be able to be developed here over the next two or three years. Suns might be a, well, they probably will be a a much funner team to watch next year than they are this year. And then, again, the following year, they're going to be fun to watch too. They're building something. It's going to take a little time. Bucks should get an easy win, though, on Monday night against the Phoenix Suns. Things weren't so easy tonight without Bledsoe and Brogdon. I got to think that one or both will be back on Monday night against the Phoenix Suns at that point. And Giannis apparently is going to play himself. The good news is Philly lost tonight. Indiana lost tonight. Orlando beat the Pacers 117-112. to The Sixers lost 120-117 to to Golden State. So other teams uh, within your conference uh, losing, so that's always a good thing. Bucks lose tonight, one fifteen to one eleven. I'm Sparky. He's Jeff Orlovsky. Over there is the chairman of the DJ Wilson Fan Club. He is Evan. Tomorrow morning, nine o'clock, Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show. Phil Brawl goes one on one with Norm Duke, who won last week's TV show for his thirty ninth title. He's the one seed coming up tomorrow afternoon. Phil Anko joins us from Castle Lane's a big player appearance coming up at Castle Lane's uh, later this week. We'll talk to him about that. That's tomorrow morning at nine here on the Fan. Enjoy the rest of your night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.